0: Hey, it's Patrick. Before we start, at the time of this recording, we went through a bit of a name rebranding from Rick Center to Altitude Accelerator. With that in mind, we hope you enjoy the following interview. Welcome to the Startups Transform podcast. I'm Patrick McGuire, your host, board member and advisor at Altitude Accelerator, where we help startups scale to new heights. We chat with phenomenal tech business leaders who've climbed their way to success within their industry. Our guests delve deep into the lessons they've learned along the way so that you can get a head start on your next big idea. I got someone here that's been doing some neat stuff. He's been a hustler from day one. He has hustled through school, he's hustled through business opportunities, and he has hustled this venture. We're gonna talk a little bit about asset flow So I wanna say thank you very much to my friend who's joining me today. Many know him as Eli, but to mom, he's still Eli Makul. Eli, thank you very much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Patrick, for having me. I'm very excited to have this discussion.
0: So Eli, I mean, I can tell what asset flow is sort of, and I'm just gonna give a quick summary, but I'm gonna get you to fix me in a minute here. So for everybody on the call, asset flow really is Accurate 3D location. It's got some cool tags and some cool little trackers. We're talking really tiny. I almost wish I had one in my hands. Small, like coin size for some of these things, if you will. Maybe a little bigger than a coin, but really interesting what they're doing. They're changing the game when it comes to tracking and delivering technology that actually works not just in your building, thinking warehouses, but everywhere. So, Eli, is that right? Can you tell me a little more about that and what's asset flow?
1: You hit it on the nail, Patrick, unbelievable. So you know the problem in typical technology for asset tracking. So you have technologies that work outside on the trailer, on the, on the vehicle. But once they go inside, you have no visibility. So you end up uh, deploying another technology inside. So you hear about RFID and you hear about Bluetooth and Wi-Fi tracking inside the mall or uh, in a parking. So we build one technology that understands the environment and switch to the environment and find the location, wherever you are, accurately. It even improves the location outside the typical GPS at the lowest cost, meaning it reduces the cost of battery. GPS is expensive on the battery. So it makes it cheaper. So if there are two, three devices, imagine we're standing beside each other with two, three people with a phone, right? 5G phone. Then we can correct our location instead of five meters down to one meter. But a vehicle that go in an underground parking and you lost visibility on it, that's what we do. The same tracking will work underground. When you go to a shelf on a warehouse, you will know on which shelf it is.
0: Holy cow. That's a little bit of accuracy, my friend. Yeah,
1: I mean, we're trying to give visibility, supply chain or any people. Visibility is the key, location is the main context. And by giving them that, they can optimize better their process, they can be more efficient. We've seen what happened during COVID, no visibility, no resiliency, disasters.
0: Is that kind of bringing us into the whole IoT, uh, the Internet of Things? Is is that automation built in? And is that why you're able to do this?
1: Correct, we are purely an IoT play and uh, it's all about the intelligence of IoT. You hear a lot about sensor, AI for sensor, what do you predict? And that's exactly what to do, is to, to really predict a better location.
0: One of the things I saw was the asset view real-time 3D view on your assets with metrics and dashboards and use cases for utilization, efficiencies, even safety. So can companies actually see what's going on, where their stuff is, and you're helping them do it better? Is that what I'm getting?
1: That's it. So you want to build a digital twin, but again, without having too many technology and without having very expensive process to set up. So one view that gives you, here's my my asset outside, and let me click to see inside the building. Let me click to see in what level, what floor, or on what shelf of a warehouse. Or is it sitting in which trailer? So typically, GPS doesn't work in which trailer because it's metal, right? Right. I have my inventory waiting on the yard for just-in-time delivery. I have problem knowing exactly in which trailer. So that's what we try to do. And give the market democratized location. I mean, we are at a stage of technology where many things should be achievable if you can envision them. And that's one thing. We want to democratize location, always accurate.
0: Right. And I guess that makes a lot of sense when you're talking just in time. We're all just in time production and facilities and operations now. And knowing where it is and when it is, whether it's Five minutes away or five hours away is going to make a big difference to a business efficiency. Yeah. That's really awesome. I'm curious, why are you doing this? What makes you think that you have a chance to be the next superstar to the supply chain?
1: Everybody say, you know, they have a better secret sauce. I think the reason you do things, Patrick, in life is usually you follow the money or you follow a passion. Ideally, is follow a cause that will drive money after. We believe in the cause. I'm an accord. Let me give you an example. When I go to a restaurant to find a friend, I'll be like, "Where are they?" <laughs> when I go to a concert, I'm like, "Okay, where are they?" <laughs> you know, finding exactly where to go instead of turning around and wasting time is what drives me. I'm an engineer, and I'm still practicing engineering. I still code. So being efficient in that process is what drives me. And we started because of a problem before, because we built a solution for tracking people. But since it's a critical data, it wasn't accurate. We decide we're going to do the best solution right now. Something can be trusted for payroll or for a critical delivery, right? And that's the why. The why is always the cause, right? If you don't have a why, I think... uh, Yeah, you can follow the money, but that is limited. Immediately you get distracted or so.
0: Yeah, money is nice to have, but it's just a tool. It's good to know that you did something great and you helped somebody out. I always like seeing the smile on people's faces, and I think that's what you get when you're done working with your customers. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's a key driver. I'm going to pull something out there, folks. Eli says you got to do it as a cause. One of his causes is to helping people know exactly where to go and maybe if you're really nice, he will tell you how to get there. <laughs> yeah. Um, Eli, let's back up a little bit. I mean, you obviously have done a lot of work to be successful in many different ways. As a young man, as a teenager, your story wasn't that easy. It's not like you just showed up and asset flow was sitting there waiting for you to succeed. Where'd you come from? How did that work out? And what was your struggle?
1: Oh, Patrick, that takes me back. That's a long time ago that tell you my age. But I came because I was in a country where, in the Middle East, where I was in my second year of university, but I couldn't continue. And every year we're interrupted by the war. I came for study. I came for study. I came, I said, as soon as I finish my study, I'll go back to my country. Unfortunately, this country has been so great that it kept me here. (laughs) And now my kids are here. And this became homes, beautiful country, beautiful people, let's put it this way. And I never went back. But coming as an immigrant, it's always stressful if you don't know anything, right? Especially coming from Middle Mm -hmm. East, no language. My language up till now is still bad and couldn't enter the university. My only reason that I came, not to escape the war only, is to continue education. And unfortunately... I couldn't get a good access because I didn't have a good English. So I tried for the French. My background is a little bit more French. And I got rejected to McGill, to Ottawa University, to whatever French uh, university. So it was very disappointing. I was at the point to go back. But I had a very good friend, someone that I was working in the restaurant with. A lady, I still remember her name, Chantal. She's like, you don't know the system. You need to go find guidance. And that's where it all started. I start hustling, went back to the administration, went back all the way to the dean, kept communicating. Just tell me why you won't accept me. Finally, the dean that signed the rejection letter in Ottawa University said, OK, on your own condition, but you have to get an A the next year to prove it. Because we can't qualify a Middle Eastern school, right? University. And that's what I had to do. And that's how I had to ace it the first year while still working two jobs. And and yeah, it's been an exciting journey. But I'm gonna give you something spicy. Uh, more spicy.
0: Hey, I love spicy. Hey, if it's Middle Eastern, it better be spicy. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know what's my first startup? <laughs> I don't tell many people. My first startup. Well,
0: your first startup, I think, was you at university. You had to hustle and you had to make it happen. Yeah,
1: that's that is better than that. The first startup, being an engineer during the war and not able to go to school during bombing, the idea was aluminum is very expensive. Cars are being burned on the street. So the first startup was to drive in the morning after bombing and find cars that are being hit and buy them for aluminum. That was the first startup.
0: Oh, my. You were a scrappy scrapper. <laughs> scrappy
1: scrapper. and uh, Take the car that is burned, wow. pay the money, or take it for free it, to a parking lot where we disassemble it for parts. We used to love those engines that are aluminum engines because there is so much aluminum in them, like a Saab yeah. or some European cars. And that was the first startup. And the second startup was how to build a pizza place at the most cost-efficient and sell it fast. Like a startup,
0: from bombed out and burnt cars (laughs) to pizza joints.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You hustle again, and this is during school. But uh, yeah, the actual tech startup was building mobile applications, and uh, yeah, this was great.
0: All right, so you're you're in Canada. It was a war to get through university, to keep that A to stay, to find the right mentors, to do a couple of startups, moving into mobile applications. What inspired this startup? What made you switch and pivot to do your own thing with Asset Flow?
1: Yeah, look, uh, I had uh, two things that going at that time. Well, we found that there is a problem. And I'm driven by, as I mentioned, being a little bit awkward socially or so introvert that I like to find things where I'm going, not to be discovering things. So I'm driven by location. But the next thing is, I had an incident back where my my daughter went into an elevator. She rushed, ran before me, young kid, and the elevator is gone. And for 10 minutes, you're panicking. And she's panicking. She's traumatized. And the parent, I said, finding where in which floor is a must. And with that drive, plus myself, my personality, is to solve location, if I can solve it for myself, how many times you lose your glasses or your key? Did you see Apple launch of the AirTag couple of days? That is a consumer solution to yeah. tell you how important. They're trying to attach things to the glasses or to the key and uh, just being efficient not to lose anything. Or in business, to be able to automate and save money. And that's our drive. So it's always a cause. Wow. It's always a cause. And without a cause, yes, you can do magic, but at some times the magic disappears.
0: Yeah, it definitely does. I mean, you had said earlier that you got to have a cause. And the cause to be able to not lose your kids is actually a big one. Not lose your laptop and your glasses. Okay, well, those are kind of motivating, but that's unbelievable that that's what's inspired you. That's a great, great reason to know that. And actually, I think more people should probably figure out how to track their kids better. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, myself included. I agree. I,
1: <laughs> look, kids at some age don't want to be tracked, uh, of course. We want to give them the opportunity to grow. But definitely not knowing on the wrong bus, not knowing when it arrives. It happened once a year, not every day, but that moment is really panic. And I've gone through it a few times.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I've got three kids of my own, and hey. the oldest one is driving now, and the other one's not far off of driving. But even when they're just walking to school, you know, I just I know it's only five minutes away for us, but I get worried: Are they going to get there? Are they going to get back? And if they're five minutes late because they were hanging out with a friend having a talk, I start to get concerned. So I get it in business: every box is that business owner's baby. And if they can't find that box, that unit, that product, that computer chip, that car bumper, they're going to freak out. And I think asset flow is awesome. The fact that you can track when it's outside the warehouse or leaving one warehouse onto a truck, down the highway, into the underground and into the warehouse, and then even on the shelf, that guy knows that his baby is secured or that product (laughs) is secured with asset flow. And I would call it smart inventory.
1: Thank you, Patrick. You get me. You get us very well.
0: <laughs> Thank you. I was going to ask you about a pivot. Help me understand what was an important pivot point for your business and, and how did that happen?
1: The first was natural, right? It's COVID hit. And we're passionate people, We're engineers, we think we can help. We need to help in this. So what can we do? We can use our accurate location to give social distancing and many yeah. people start looking at it. So that was a quick pivot. It's not full pivot. It's temporary to help the market, right? While we go back to yes. our product. That was the first pivot that we've done a device with a partner that was praised in the market highly and it gave you accurate location. Are you standing beside someone after five seconds, it start vibrating. Within five seconds, it beeps you. Within 15 minutes, it beeps your manager. uh, If you sit in a room, dance room, it knows that this is different timing. There is a risk, higher risk that you shouldn't be in that room. So that was a temporary and driven by fashion to participate in the fight, right?
0: Was that through mobile devices or was that on a separate tag? How did that work?
1: That's a linear device by our partner. So we gave them the technology, not the hardware. We gave them the intelligence on the software to derive that solution.
0: Brilliant. Yeah. You found a partner that could take your technology and they had a problem that they wanted to solve. And you said, hey, we can license this to you however you do that. I don't know. I'm not going to ask your, your monetary deals. But tell me more about the pivot that you've recently gone through and how things are going.
1: As an entrepreneur, you say, I want to be agile. I want to solve one problem after the other. I can't boil the ocean. Our vision is everywhere, accurate location. We started with the indoor, right? Like any other, it's just better than RFID, better than existing. But there are other Bluetooth, other like Apple today launched or yesterday. But we started going through the market. We started going through our ecosystem. Our channel to market is through our investor, an ecosystem called Geotab. There's a leader in IoT, right, in vehicle tracking or stuff. So. And we agreed we're going to solve the indoor because it's demanded by many of their customers. But as we start rolling out, and there are customers lining up for it, as we start going up to the market right now, is the customers are telling us, well, we want the everywhere solution that we know you're working on it. Or we love the indoor, but you're pitching us something that your vision is to do that, but then if you're giving us another solution for the indoor, right? Which is, yeah, great, but that's not uh, our biggest pain. We already have technology. We already have RFID or other solutions. So, okay, so we paused the marketing and we pushed on executing that vision with the help from Rick to guide us what you call a nice model to prioritize where your target market. We start uh, zero in on that. And the outcome of that, we were able to demonstrate it on the 5G. The technology work, we are starting manufacturing right now. I have sample coming and we're awesome. we very excited for the next few months to be able to start serving the market so the market has told us even we had few customers waiting for the indoors the market the whole ecosystem majority of the ecosystem telling us we need that more so you have to listen
0: excellent calling that one out for everybody listening you have to listen to your customers demands you might have what you think is the best idea but your customer is really They almost don't care what your idea is. They care how they can implement and use your idea and will it form to what their idea, their ideal idea is. And I'm really glad that you listened to them because, yeah, they might be using one system, then using another system. And now we're asking just to add expenses. What you've done saying it's one system end to end from the time it leaves your supplier's warehouse to hit the truck to get into your warehouse it's the same system, and I really, really think that's asset flow's value proposition. Maybe that client's not adopting asset flow, but maybe the supplier is and the supplier says, "Hey, we're tracking your packages from start to finish." And then the client falls in love with the solution, and now the client's begging you, how do we make asset flow work for all of our suppliers and all of our products?" I think it's amazing. I really, really like that idea. You listen to your customers. Now, Eli. Everything sounds like it's moving good, it's flowing, Uh, not to play on that asset flow, but it is flowing. Not everything's perfect. Tell me about something difficult or was there ever a time in the business that you went, "Uh uh-oh?
1: Yeah, even right now, even right now. (laughs) We believe we found the product market fit, right? And the market is telling us this is great, we're willing to order. And then there is a chaos in the market, delay in hardware parts. So I can't manufacture fast enough right now. I need to wait 26 weeks or 28 weeks or 16 weeks on some parts. So what do I do in the meantime? So I can serve them. I can collect PO but not commit when I can deliver, maybe six months or three months. So everybody in the hardware industry in it, there are a few lucky people that they have inventory built in. But uh, this was a serious problem. A Japanese manufacturing that burned one of the key sensors, a pressure from the automotive that prioritized to take all the sensors. So, anyone that using those sensors or those chips now in trouble. It's like COVID. Is the trouble three months or is it nine months? So, that's where I am. But I'm trying to react and do a new pivot without calling it a pivot, do a new strategy where we, built, we believe it's a great software. Everybody can use it. So I'm trying to pivot a little bit more toward the software solution while we're waiting for the hardware inventory.
0: Nice, nice. That's a good way to go. I mean, if others can license your software, like the gentleman with the lanyard that had that great idea, they can license it. It, it helps you solve their problems and continues to grow your business as you're waiting on the hardware supply chain. Correct. It's too bad the place burnt down, but everybody else, maybe they need asset flow to track their supply chain. I don't know.
1: (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Time Time will tell, but I think, yes, there is no startup without too many challenges. How do you react to them, right? That's the lesson.
0: Yeah, if it was easy, we'd all be entrepreneurs. We'd all have successful startups. Exactly. Another thing is that, you know, Apple launched their tag. And interestingly enough, I mean, let's be honest, when they get into hardware, they've already vetted this out. And if tagging and tracking is important to a company like Apple to make it a consumable product, how important does everybody on this call in this session think it is to business? And that just validates, Ellie, it validates your opportunity with asset flow. I think that's the best validation you can have. And others might call it competition. I'm going, no, no, no. That means the market's ready for business.
1: Thank you, Patrick. That's how we look at it. We do not need to have something valuable different than Apple or, for example, industrial rather than just consumer, but yeah. Apple is validation.
0: Yeah, and I think back to QR codes when they first came out, and I used them for some marketing purposes back then, but they really just didn't go anywhere, and then they faded away. But let's remember where they came from originally. It was for the just-in-time manufacturing process that Toyota implemented, and every part had a sticker or a QR code. And people are like, oh, that's stupid. We're not going to use it. Well, give it about eight years or so, and it resurges, and QRs are now one of the best-used tools out there. In fact, it's just pure validation that, again, we're going to say Apple. I don't care if you're an Android or an Apple fan. It doesn't matter to me. but, But Apple has revived the QR code technology and embedded it right into their cameras. So when you take a picture, if it's a QR, it recognizes it. Eli, I'm just saying... It's validating your business that if they're doing tags, you're in the right game, my friend.
1: Yes, thank you. (laughs) Yes, I agree. Very good.
0: So um, what's the future that you see for the company?
1: Look, this year is make sure that we're alive, right? To be in this space. But the first is we want to be known as the player in a 5G location, at least. And a hybrid 5G or IoT, whatever you want to call it. But the most important thing, we wanna prove a point. We're engineers, we're builders. The, the only reason we're building to prove a point, you don't need all those technologies. Apple did the same way. Apple tag has two technologies. It tell you high precision or low precision. If you don't have this technology, ultra wide band, it's called it fall back to Bluetooth. That's exactly on the same path what we're doing with Apple. We are that exact same technology except We understand when to switch, not just from Bluetooth to ultra wideband. we understand when to switch to LTE, to 5G, to GPS, to cellular, and at the most cost-efficient way, right? To keep the battery low.
0: Yeah, and you know what, folks? This is why I need to talk to a self-proclaimed engineering geek so I know that this stuff happens. I don't need to know how it works. I just need to know that it is going to work for me. And that's what is beautiful, I think, about what you're doing, Eli, and, and Asset Flow, is that you guys are making sure it gets done. And we don't have to worry about that. We just use the technology. And someone says, well, how do you track all that stuff? Oh, I don't know. It just does. <laughs> you know, yeah. I, I'm glad I got someone like you to explain it to me.
1: Yeah. In a simple word, Patrick, just to simplify it, you never have to switch your Wi-Fi on and off right now anymore. You just you get data in or out, right? Yep, yep. That's exactly what we're doing from a different perspective, but similar. Nice. I'm going
0: to ask you just a couple of things. But before we sort of part ways here, I'm, I'm curious. Why Rick and how did you get connected?
1: Uh, it's uh, Look, I was researching what's a good support program. I was part of the Brampton Entrepreneur that they were already okay. doing the connection. So I got feedback on Rick from multiple entries that this is a great group that's doing good things, right? Just purely about the support. And that's why after connecting with their advisor, couple of their advisor, I really have so much admiration for them. And they're doing it just from helping the community and giving back. And yeah, I hope I can do the same.
0: Excellent. I appreciate that. I'm sure you will. You already are doing good stuff. You are giving back. Maybe it's not necessarily in what you think is the way, but I think changing the industry and changing the game when it comes to tracking like asset flow, you're already giving back in a different way. It's going to make life better and easier for a lot of businesses. I'm going to summarize a little bit here. Rick Center is a place where research, innovation, and commercialization come together. That's why we've got great people like Eli coming out of our ecosystem, becoming one of our great champions and entrepreneurs that are out there and I encourage you to check it out. This has been informative and educational for me. It's also given me an inspiration to remind me to always be hustling. I want to remind everybody to hustle, hustle, hustle. Whether your goal is just to get in a university from another country, or your goal is to build up a business that just won't quit, a business that looks for opportunities in bombed out cars to resell the aluminum or to to find a way to make pizza joints and sell them fast, or to make something like Asset Flow, which is going to change the supply chain game completely. I want you to remember to hustle. I want everyone to hustle like this man here. I want him to never quit. I want them to find great partners. I want you guys to really make a difference. If you have a goal and an idea, find a mentor, even if it's Chantal who helped him get into you a different way of thinking to get into university, or if it's the dean that said you gotta get an A to stay, or if it's asset flow technology, working with Geotab and other big players like that, get yourself a mentor, get yourself a vision, get yourself a goal and go after it, never quit and hustle like Eli has. So Eli, I'm gonna sign off here, but before I say thank you, I've got one question for you that I always ask. If you're looking at Eli, young Eli, getting started all over again from the very beginning. Would you be an entrepreneur all over again? Would you do it again?
1: <laughs> of course. I cannot do anything else. I've failed yeah. so many times, Patrick, and I'm constantly failing. I'm going to stand up again because that's what we want to show the new generation. That's what we want to show our kids, how to constantly evolve and do better. I definitely. Don't advise it for the people <laughs> are not willing to do the work Yeah. or the learning, the constant learning, right? I used to make much more money working for the people. I used to make plenty of <laughs> money as a CTO in public company, and I take not even 20% of those money, and I'm happier, right? Because I'm doing- I like for that. Cost. You're
0: happier. Yes.
1: Yes. And that's what I'm showing my kids, the path toward freedom freedom of being restricted is being able to overcome those challenges.
0: That is wonderful. I love that you said you're happier and you know it's not always about the money. It's it's about the cause, it's about the change, it's about the challenge and the opportunity, the hustle. Never quit, never die. When asset flow is rocking all over the world, then we'll have another conversation, probably much sooner than that. So Eli, I wanna say Thank you so much on behalf of Rick Center, on behalf of entrepreneurs everywhere. Thank you very much, Eli. Have a great day, my friend.
1: Pleasure, Patrick. Thank you so much. And thank you to everyone at the Rick Center.
0: And we'll see you soon on the Rick Center Startups Transform podcast, my friends. Join us for video and audio and wherever you consume your favorite podcasts. Thank you for joining us on Startups Transform podcast. You can subscribe to the show wherever you get your podcasts. If you enjoyed the conversation a rating or review goes a long way recommend the show to a friend find us at altitudeaccelerator.com where we can help you begin your startup journey with access to our workshops advisors and mentorship opportunities be sure to tune in for our next episode